<laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is Game of Thrones Season 8, a preview cast of some sort. We're going to be talking today, continuing our character breakdowns. And today, this is the one I've been looking forward to the least. I have to admit, we'll get into this in a little while, but today we're going to be talking about Euron Greyjoy and really begging the question of do, how much do we care? And I'm not alone. Let me let me introduce everybody. Let's get into this thing because I just want to start. We got Joe Dirty Locks. Hey, Joe Dirty Locks. And especially, more importantly, I love you, Joe, but we got the live motherfucking chat. We got uh, Hendrix, we got Hannibal, we got Broke, we got Mike, we got Dog, we got Jasmine, we've got Chrissy, we've got Laura, we've got all sorts of awesome friends joining us tonight. And whenever you happen to be checking this out, whether it be the audio podcast or if you're listening to this on YouTube, definitely comment away and let us know what you think of Euron Greyjoy. Are we idiots in what we think? Uh, sell us on him. Yes. Because that, that's really what we want. Uh, so let me get into this quickly and break this down. So. We're going through each character. I already did the Cersei one a little while ago, which was a lot of fun. But I thought it was excessive talking about every little thing that she did. So we're going into the next character. And this one, it happens to be Euron. And Joe, out of all the characters, this was the one I'm least looking forward to. Right before we started tonight, I was feeling kind of shitty. I, I was like, oh, God, I don't really... Like, I want to talk to all these people that are in the live motherfucking chat. I don't really have a lot of good things to say about television. And we're going to be talking specifically about television urine for people. People TV know urine. T TV urine. What worked about urine? What smells right? Is it is it too <laughs> is it too too yellow? Like what's going? On? No, but so but I don't want to make this all about ah oh, shitty casting, shitty writing about urine. I were I kind of want to get into what could have worked so we're going to look back and listen to all of the Euron scenes or pretty much all of them from see from the, the since he's been on the show go through that listen to it try to try to see whatever but maybe this is the roast of Euron Greyjoy oh Joe you're looking good you look like a horse's ass today on the dais and all we're gonna go over to Euron Euron with your guy liner looking like an asshole what are you Ragnar Lothbrook's testicles oh turd God. what the fuck no so we I don't even know I have anything in me to roast about him. He's just such a non-impact, like, waste of time. Yeah. Like, for what it's worth, all of that shit in the books, too, all the Greyjoy shit in the books, I thought was crazy. Joe, this is, this is kind of why I picked you picked you for this one, even though you're my all-the-time co-host, but I've been bringing in, or I want to bring in some other people for some of these character ones. I know how much you hate the Greyjoys, even in the books. You're not a big Greyjoy fan. So... So maybe you weren't the best person to pick, but I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad that you're here. But I I want to I kind of curious did the show betray the character or is it all just shitty casting and poor writing? For me, I think no, it's a little it's, bit more the show. It's much more the, the, the okay. So the material from the books, of course, was much better than the material from the show. Um, and part of what they got wrong about you're on in the show was all of the surrounding stuff that takes play place in the Greyjoy camp. You lose a lot of that stuff. You lose what depth Greyjoy has. Yeah, and you know? and because the show abandoned the Greyjoys at one, at a certain point in time, you couldn't build this character up. So instead, right. he comes off like a last inning enemy that needs to come up simply. Okay, I, when we started to do this... Simply to add to other... To, other yeah, people's other stories. Yeah, other people's stories. And someone said, uh, I 
I posted this and I posted the question. If you want to defend television show you're on, please leave a message. And we do have a voicemail and a text line right now. 781-990-8509. Also the live motherfucking chat. I'll be taking comments from there as well. But if people like TV urine and, and you think that Joe and I are way off base or anybody else's, let us know. We'd love to hear. And one of the comments that we got, and I'll get the name later, was he's going to be important to Theon's story in his final redemption. Oh, and what the fuck does that like? Come on. It, like, here's the thing. How is it that important to Theon's final redemption? Like, I mean, OK, so maybe something big is going to happen and he's going to stop him. But ultimately, like, Theon's redemption really doesn't have much to do with anyone but Theon. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to talk about that in the, the in the Theon cast, but I do think it just creates another enemy or adversary for Theon to battle instead of a well-developed character. And because the show abandoned the Greyjoys for so long and didn't introduce Euron soon enough, because... We'll get into the casting, we'll get into some of the line reads, we'll get into some of the stuff. But watching back before doing this podcast, all of his scenes uh, to, to prepare here, I gotta admit, sometimes the, the lines, the dialogue as written just from a simple comedic standpoint is somewhat comical. In the, in the final scene in the dragon pit, and we'll break this down, when he's just, even though it's a play, when he just goes... You know, I'm the fuck out of here. Bye. Or when he's like whispering into Jamie's ear, you know, Cersei likes the figure in the bum bum. I don't mind that kind of stuff if 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 I cared about the character because but if he's a nobody to me, those parts come off very hollow. And I think even more than the casting, and again, we'll get into the casting, but even more than that, I think again the show betrayed the character in a way. And if people yeah, big time. And this is why I regret I was regretting doing this because even in some of the other podcasts that we're gonna be doing, I think next time might be Brianna Tarth or something. And and oh, smaller it's gonna be awesome. But in all of those, we may see a, say occasional poor things or bad things about character choices or moments in the show. But the problem with doing a Euron podcast and the thing that's bothering me is one, it makes me have to go to the bathroom a lot. Secondly, it's really difficult to try to come up with good things to say and not turn this into jokes. Joe and I bitching about this character for an hour and a half and and reading the motherfucking chats bitching and I'm okay with doing that you're, I, you're I, not gonna get anything anything from me but like there's absolutely nothing good I have to say about Euron um as far as I'm concerned Phil you're saying we're going to listen to all his scenes oh yeah I'm, I'm, to, I'm to fucking torture I'm torturing I'm didn't like any of the scenes the first people time I saw them people if you want to if I'm going to keep this camera on Joe, and this might be torture porn for Joe tonight. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, let's go to the live motherfucking chat here. We got I, we got Hannibal, we got Chrissy, we got Biggie who says, you're on two good hands, Greyjoy. <laughs> he acted like he stepped out of Pirates of the Caribbean into Game of Thrones. Says, The Walking yeah. David, great to see you. Santovia Major, hey, what's going on? Chrissy, Cardinal Doomsday, and Cammy's in the live chat. Jasmine Walking Dead, great to see you. I uh, can't wait to do your request review very soon. Corey Mitchell, maybe Maybe it's just, but I'm over the Greyjoys. I hope the White Walkers just eat them or something off screen with no explanation. And Cardinal Doomsday says, humor is relative. And that, and again, that's the thing. I find potty humor kind of hilarious sometimes. So some of, some of Euron's line reads. And I also think it's interesting the lengths that the show went to make us want to 
to like him and find him funny. It reminds me a lot of another show called The Walking Dead, if you've never heard of it, that kills off a character. Let's call him X. Let's call him Mother Dick, okay? They kill off a character called Mother Dick, and then they who says some actual funny things and then when and is really a certain kind of character and when mother dick is gone they bring on another character let's call him pee pee pants and they think that pee pee pants is just as funny as mother dick but pee pee pants is never as funny as mother dick and that's the thing i get with euron euron is the pee pee pants to to ramsey they they we need to bring in another another opposing wise cracking evil force i know he's a different character and he has different dynamics but i just mean that late inning he's villain. not though he's not he's not that there there really hasn't has been zero there's there's no difference. What's the difference, Phil? Come on. Really. <laughs> What's What's Phil, clearly you clearly we just haven't we just haven't seen him feed someone to the dogs yet, but in like scene number two, it's oh well we're gonna go let's go well, we did, my fucking nephew. We did see him uh cut some tongues out and show like that. Oh Steph Snow with the super chat donation for uh four ninety nine. Thank you so much. Two minutes in and I'm already giggling. Ooh. This is gonna be fun. Fuck you're on all over again. You should do a podcast for Andrew Lincoln doing the show. We did Jasmine. Check it out, there's actually two two streams about that. Oh, wow, we get some music right now for the Super Chat donation, a little bit of the Donkey Kong theme. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my goodness. It's, stop it. Stop it. I need to, that needs to stop. Okay, so I've got a new monster, Mother Dick. Jasmine Walker Dead already did a while ago. Steph Snow, great to see everyone. Uh, Berg says, I liked your on the actor. He was quite funny. Okay, and then the, that's the thing with the funny. The funny is relative. I also at times found the character funny, but does funny necessarily make a character funny good? Once. I never thought it was funny once. So it was like, there wasn't any, really. I challenge you, Phil. Uh, you have all your clips there. What's your funniest Euron scene? Um, go last. Yeah, I guarantee you. I, I guarantee you none of it makes it me. You're a fucking giggle. Unless it's to say, oh my god, this is so fucking bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. He, he, he really is like, there is a definite, I'm going to say this right now, and I think I said it during our season broadcasts too, but there is a definite drop off in not necessarily, necessarily production value, but in the writing and in the screenplay of, you know, post season five there just really is is a big drop-off when dave and dan took over they started george lucasing some of this shit you know like this this is a some bad dialogue some bad like that whole darn shit like god are we gonna like profile sand snakes next too come on or no because they no dead. because they're dead they're dead joe unfortunately we're sure all three of them are dead <laughs> uh, they might they might be back. Oh fuck! I'm like uh, sorry everybody. I'm I'm dealing with some uh, technical difficulties right here. And uh, hey, it's over there. <laughs> it's it's a sound cue that was supposed to play right with the. Uh, when we get the super chat donation, <laughs> but it's supposed to only be a 30 second, but instead it's playing the whole fucking sound cue. So Euron Greyjoy is hijacking this live stream. He doesn't want to hear Joe talk. So I'm like, I have to turn down the volume while Joe is, uh, Joe is talking right now. Euron laughing at Theon uh, jumping off the ship was pretty funny. 
better now for Joe. Joe's sound could be bumped up a little. Th yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm back. Hold on. Oh no, it's not you, Joe. It's it's once the uh once the muse the song is over with, I'm gonna bump up your volume again. Oh, all right. I just have bump you to it up. bump up the volume. <laughs> Get on the dance floor. Joe will Joe Joe will be on in a second. Okay, so let's play our first clip from Euron Greyjoy and uh, and get into these sound clips. So I'm going to do his first appearance ever. This is the first time we ever see or ever hear Euron Greyjoy. Let's listen to him right here. Okay, Joe, you're back. Room aside for your king. I thought you'd be rocking under some foreign sea, my love. What is dead may never die. Has the custom changed since I've been gone? See, this, this wasn't even supposed to be necessarily Greyjoy. That's one of the fucked up things about this. Explain. Isn't it supposed to be like we don't really get to in the like No, okay, this is one this is okay, Joe, good point. Cuz this is where we start the pile of shit. That okay, I guess Stannis Stannis and Melisandre are finally right because because Balon's finally dead. They just kind of skip that Balon is one of the slugs. They they kind of they totally fuck over the Greyjoys. Even you and I, we were talking about this earlier. Even if you hate the Greyjoys and you do, Joe, they they decided that they didn't want to do it anymore. They decided, hey, we're done with this. We don't really want to talk, uh, get into these storylines. We don't understand it. It's too much. It doesn't play into the end game of what we're saying. Whatever they wanted, whatever reason they did did that, they didn't set this up in a cool way. And they had this just be an introduction to the character. That being said, I think this is one of his better scenes because we don't. Re he doesn't. He doesn't do much. He's somewhat menacing in the in the light. We haven't seen Balon in a while, and uh, and I actually enjoyed this scene a little bit. Right, but it's not it. It completely takes away because this scene exists. It completely removes some of the power and myth behind this character. Right, we're not supposed to actually see Euron throw him off. It's supposed to be like Melshed, isn't it? Gust of wind or like witchcrafty crap that kills him. And like, no, like my my mis mis no, I mean no, you're not. But again, that? again, it's a different world. It's a different world. Yeah, and that kills the character because now now you just have a pissy whiny moany brother. That's I want it now. <laughs> now is not quick enough. Yeah. Brother. I don't like you. I'm going to kill you. I love you, brother. <laughs> uh, Cammy says, I hated Euron, but for some reason I like him in season seven. Just the way he smirked at the Franken Mountain. Two good hands comment. Uh, Birdie uh, the Bird. I think Euron's going to ditch uh, Cersei for Danny. He gave that look in the dragon pit once he saw the dragon. And that was his original plan, too, as we'll see, as we'll hear a little bit later. Misty, hey, how's it going, Misty? Great to see you. Steph Snow, people say that they hated the moot Euron more than Armini Exchange Euron. I don't know. Okay, I got banned from, Tyrius, T from Tyrion's Magnus. In, in his chat earlier. Jasmine, it's great to see you. Great to see everyone in the live chat. Thank you for joining us. Walking David, great to see you as well. 
Steph Snow, oh, you were too fucking sweet. Oh, yeah, and uh, Bernie saying, yeah, Faceless Man or something like that. Okay, so let's continue here and listen a little bit more of this scene between Balon and Euron. Our introduction to Euron. You're supposed to repeat the words. You can mock our god without my help. I don't mock the drowned god. I am the drowned god. Oh, jeez. Someone's got a complex. <laughs> You're old, brother. You're Someone said in the live chat, "Oh, uh, Smokey, Smokey Bear, great, great name. Lots of storylines abandoned. My problem, though, with specifically the Euron storyline." in abandoning him and not introducing the character earlier, at least in some way, or at least putting... I don't, I don't even know how you do it. Uh, they never even mention him. As they mention him... You know I, mean? I think like, they mention him once. They mention when... Excuse me, when Tyrion is talking to Theon. He early said, season one. Yeah, he says <laughs> something like, your brother, your father's brothers attacked Lannisport. I don't know if they mention him by name, but they should have been... They should have kept a hand in the Greyjoy spaghetti pot I don't know, for for at least a what that that's a very smelly stewy spaghetti pot and uh w wondering why i haven't seen any expanse videos from broke uh the line is totally taken from broken bad hello i doubt urine will be coming back at all he seems terrified by the whites besides cersei needs one more betrayal i would love to see that misty and everybody in the live chat keep that up where you think you're on story is going to end and uh i am the danger True Khaleesi. Let's continue here with a little bit more urine. You have had your time. Now let another rule. I heard you lost your mind during a storm on the Jade Sea. Tied you to the mast to keep you from jumping overboard. They did. And when the storm passed, you cut out their tongue. I needed silence. What kind of an ironborn loses his senses during a storm? I mean, maybe they could have introduced Euron. I mean, I'm just spitting bullshit here. Maybe they could have introduced Euron when when Tyrion escapes King's Landing at that point, and somewhere on his journey, there's some interaction with another Greyjoy comes into play in some in part of all that. I don't know. I just feel like there's other ways where smarter people that write shows could possibly have figured out to not just have us not see a Greyjoy for a while and then suddenly and I'm not counting Theon or and then have this come back like this. I don't know. Uh, Steph Snow says, can we take a poll? If you're pro TV, TV Euron, spam the merman emoji. If you think he's a waste of season eight time span, balloon emoji. And balloon emoji all the way. And that's my point. If we're going to spend this much time and have this character essentially be taking up screen time in the final season of Game of Thrones and be a central type character, which it looks like at some level he's going to be, there's going to be some point where we're going to have to have time of six final episodes dealing with Theon going to save Yara and finishing or ha having some conclusion to his arc with Euron. We're going to see him again. It's going to be a big part of the story. That has to happen. So if that has to happen, I want to give a shit about the fucking character. So if you know this character is going to be one of the end game kind of things, build him up. Make me give a shit. And you didn't do that. Even if some of his lines are fun 
if you enjoy his comedy in season seven, which I think I do more than Joe does. Anyways, it's not comedy. It's not comedy. Comedy is subjective, so, Joe. Just because no, come on. Just because someone's all like, "I'm gonna cut your balls off and dangle them on my chin while I watch you <laughs> scream," it, it's not comedy. Like Joe, it, that's comedy when I hear like you. You say may it. laugh, but it's not comedy. Hey, you're, it's you're... not. It's not, and it's and it's 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 a lot. It feel. It feels forced. Is it demeaning it you, like Joe? Do you feel demeaning? A lot like that fucker with the, with the stupid bat. Oh, the, really? It does. You mean pee pee really pants? You, it, it feels, feels like, like a poor fucking copy of that. It too. feels like pee pee like, pants. So you agree with my comparison that he's pee pee pants to uh, to Ramsey's uh, mother dick? Yeah, I mean, I I compared him to I think uh, uh, Negan, but still, yeah, he's a poor comparison to Negan. As long as Kai- like, and and yes, he he's also a poor substitute for um for Ramsey for the, sure for like, the Ramsey Joffrey spot for that spot of a villain. Is there anything you find redeemable about his character on the show, Joe? And is there any way that he could do something interesting in season eight that will make you give a shit? If he betrays Cersei in a really awesome way and goes to side, no, Danny, I don't give a shit about Cersei. Like as far as I'm concerned, she can fucking rot. She should have fucking died too by now. You know, like. Uh, like he's I don't like oh so he betrays Cersei and like now he's gonna go give his big cock to fucking Danny like how does that endear him to me any anymore like then John and him will have a dick fight to uh right like fucking John Travolta in that uh fucking (laughs) movie they have a cock fight not John Travolta John uh I don't know Three's Company dude John Ritter yeah, in in uh, Tasha Ta, Tasha Yar movie. I I, dude, I have it. no clue what you're talking about. Who's who, the Tasha Yar movie? You know Tasha Yar, right? And, uh, and she, she's like cheating on John Ritter, <laughs> Jack Tripper, <laughs> and like this sounds he like walks some in fanfic. and throws on a condom to have sex with his wife, and like the other dude is in the room, but it's pitch black scene, but they're going in the dark condoms. <laughs> So the two guys start fighting, and all you see is the condoms like this, having a little sword fight in the dark. This totally I forget the name of that movie. It's a it flopped, of course. It but. sounds like an awesome fanfic. Walking David says Euron should have been introduced when Danny first sailed to a new location, per- perhaps to uh, see his ships in Slaver's Bay. Excellent point, David, or at least hear him mentioned at some point. Apulia, will Euron bring the dragon horn out to attack the dragons? Will it work on the Night's King dragon? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to introduce dragon horns well, in these finals. For any of the horns, right? What I, do you I need the horns for? Again, but maybe... Fuck, dude. Maybe they will. Maybe if if you can just have the Night King last season... I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Good television versus bad story. Whatever. I'm just saying this is a thing. If you could have the Night King grab a javelin in the middle and go, whoa, 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 that just happens to zone in on a dragon and turn and grab it. a couple of chains and... <laughs> right and just have that stuff handy but like they could introduce anything they could introduce a horn in the last minute he shows up and, bo- and blows a horn but I, which is with which no is explanation stupid D D shit right Come well on. it hasn't happened yet let's not let's not uh let's not oh we we got a uh, uh, walking david oh no i'm sorry broke black man was the only uh merman to our to our balloons it's rigged. There aren't any mermans on this computer. 
Book your unties his pregnant girlfriend to the mast of the silence. Yara, Yara might take her place. I would not be surprised about that, Bernie the Burnt. Mike Mike says, Craster did have some sexy kids, though. Uh, thanks, Broke. What's the merman emoji? We got Jay in the live motherfucking chat. Tim says, <coughs> I was waiting for a Euron to show up in the show. When he did, I was like, wait. Underwhelming use of a crazy, intense character. So it's... Is that kind of how you feel too, Joe? Not that you no, were waiting for him. I, I don't feel like the book character was any more intense. I don't think it was utilized any better. And I think it was like kind of a waste of time in reading so far. But, uh, you know, the, the shows are much further ahead. So, yeah. Do you think any great. Do you think any of the Greyjoy messes worth it in the books for you, Joe? No. You're, you're just like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Greyjoy. I found a lot of the Dornish shit to be kind of boring, too, in the books. Like, the, See, I uh, like the Dor I like the, the Dornish stuff in the books. The new, the new kid that they, that they send over in, in a boat, like all that shit. I was like, oh, my God. What am I reading about this stupid fuck for? Is, Cer is Cersei's baby Euron's or Jamie's? Is she really pregnant? Uh, but if it is anybody's, it's Jamie's. I don't, I don't think she boned uh, Euron yet. Hey, Joe, what do you want to see happen? happen with Euron and Cersei what would be your best scenario for the Euron Cersei situation going into season and just to just to let you know where it ended up if you have any for anybody that might not remember uh Euron had left the dragon pit to go get the golden company and bring the golden company over and cart them over to Westeros to help Cersei take back all the places that she that she's lost while everyone else is worrying about the north so Joe if you were putting your Miss Cleo hat on how would you like or think that situation's going to end? Uh, okay, I would like it to end with, uh, you know, we just get like a letter, like a, a, a uh, you know, a little letter carrier comes in and says, Cersei, the entire fleet was lost to sea. We've never seen them again. And we never see them again. And that's the last of it. <laughs> off screen, it just happens. Off screen. off screen, it just happens. We hear they're fucked, and then you know that's all. You know how that shit happens all the time with boats, right? <laughs> Trisha says, "I need to see season eight: The Hound versus the Mountain, the inevitable torment, and Brienne hook up. I think we won't see Euron again." Says Jasmine. Uh, Jr. says, "Book Dorn is great. I'm with you, Jr." Tim says, "It's not worth talking about Game of Thrones unless Cersei's blowing shit up." Jay says, "If you think it." I think villains after Joffrey, Littlefinger, Tywin, Ramsey are hard because any villains aren't going to be as good as those, says Jay says. So that's kind of my point, Jay, that yep. I don't think he needed to be introduced at all. You could have, since you completely abandoned the Greyjoy plot for the most part, except for Theon, I guess you could have had Balon die off screen and not had not seen that scene and had it just been told in story. And then you have some you don't necessarily even deal with the king's boot and cersei but how does cersei how does cersei get the golden company well they have ships she buys ships too i don't know they there's many different ways to do it in a way that could have made a little bit more sense than necessarily having to introduce another character for comic relief yeah. and for villain villainous purposes introduce a character to basically just kill him and and again uh i hope he does something very interesting in this next season I was not as bummed out by his first appearances in, with this Balon scene, but I am the storm, brother. And I didn't mind, and I didn't mind him at the King's mood either. Let's listen to this. Nephew, little Theon. 
Heard you managed to fuck things right into the ground. Captured a castle you couldn't keep. Got yourself taken prisoner. And that's a good... That Even heard you have no cock. <laughs> yep. No cock. Like, I think he's funny in this scene. And uh, to, to, to uh, another great point by Jay, and you have Cersei there, too. At the end game here, you have the Night King, you have, and you have Cersei. You don't really need many other adversaries. I guess Cersei needs, needed allies, so you needed to create, you needed to bring Euron back, or you need to bring the Greyjoys back into it. But And again, I don't want to make this a big, oh, fuck this, fuck that, fuck that. But I don't see that this character was ever necessary in how he ended up being... For what they did with him, it seems like it was a waste of time, and he's going to be taking up screen time. That it was, it was, it was. Oh shit! We introduced. Why did we introduce the Sand Snakes? Now we just got to kill them next season. Who are we going to get to kill them? I don't know. Let's introduce a Greyjoy to kill them, right? And, and then kill the Greyjoy and too. I was going to say that earlier, Joe. And if we if we have him kill the Sand Snakes in a really awesome way, we'll all uh, everyone will like him better. <laughs> right, because we did such a horrible thing to the fucking sand snakes. Yep. Fuck that whole plot up. Yep. And let's get back into the live motherfucking chat here for a second. Uh, Theon needs his uh, redemption moment, and the only way to get it, in, and that's important, apparently. <laughs> and I can hear Jay's. I can hear Jay's tone on that one, apparently. And uh, the Walking David says, "Enter frame. It's you're on Greyjoy. Remember me? Me neither." Uh, here we thank you, everybody. Dog City is, from my point of view, the porgs are evil. Uh, <laughs> uh, sanity is radical. Says I've made my peace with Game of Thrones. My expectations are low enough to enjoy whatever comes in season eight. Just holding out for the books. Hopefully George R. R. Martin has a contingency for when he when and if he dies, and I'm not going that far to like I, I'm I'm the same way in the sense that I'm enjoying the show I enjoy it for the television's sake I'm taking the ride tonight it's gonna seem like I'm downer that that there were being sort of a downer at some points because we're we're talking about the character that is the most useless character left on Game of Thrones right now out of every character left on the show right now. He, he is agreed. He, he is the most useless one still alive, and that's including. No, Gilly makes makes more of a difference to the pl end <laughs> plot game of the story because Sam does, and she's connected to Sam in a big way, and she's also connected to Craster, which is connected to the the relationship between the Night King and taking the babies. So there's some association. Yeah, well, come on, no, the left hand's connected to the no, the, no, but she's connected to the her brothers. Bones, her bones brothers could be yeah. Joe. Her brothers could be White Walkers. Whose brothers? Gilly's brothers could be White Walkers. Please. Gilly's brothers could, that, Gilly is more important to the end game than you're on fucking Greyjoy, dude. Team Gilly. Jasmine Walker. Alright, sure. Ask uh ask your your friend our friend there um about that. Who's our uh red team about that? <laughs> yeah, Carmine might red team about yeah, that. Carmine's, Carmine's head might explode if you hear me say about, about uh, your little comment. <laughs> Jasmine, he, no, he'll hear. Jasmine Walking Dead says maybe Brad could tell Theon where Yar is. Maybe I wonder. I'm very curious how uh, how how willing Bran will be to be a lowjack. <laughs> you unless Euron is hyping up Theon's redemption. No point. The show has done Euron dirty did they borrow his wardrobe from <laughs> captain hook in once upon a time uh wonderful bug baby sam where's the call-in number the people want to hear me and be a, a broke black man rap battle call in we have a voicemail line right now no live call-in 
at the moment, but voicemail and text 781-990-8509 if you want to get your voice in. We'll take uh, turns on the rap battle if you want. Gilly knows all the information. She's important. Yeah, she's the one who who said uh, King Rhaegar is uh, whatever. Anyways, Gilly is almost as annoying as Sansa, Phil. Uh, Gilly will ask the obvious questions that will be answered. She has a photogenic memory. Gilly is important, Joe. Beric? Okay, maybe Beric, but still. Barrick's at least more interesting and warmer. I'd hang out with Barrick. I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with you. Get you get a you get a weird disease just hanging in the same room as you're on. Right. Okay. Baby Sam is huge. Yeah, Baby Sam is gonna be huge. He's uh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's listen to a little bit more of the King's mood here and get Joe way into this because I know he's starting to get into this. How you think a woman can be king? When did you return, Uncle? A few days ago. I had some things to take care of. Long overdue. Yeah, like killing your dad. I'm glad you're here. Now I know what my first act as queen will be. To execute the man who killed my father. Execute him. I did. I killed him. Threw him right over a rope bridge and watched him fall. He was leading us nowhere, and we would still be heading there if it weren't for me. See, again, this is another one of these scenes. I did not mind this. I think the writing in this scene for and it's just completely different, though. He never comes out and says he killed the dude. I don't care if it's different. I'm talking. I'm judging the scene on its own. The scene right, on its own, I think, is I think is a fine. I know the scene on its own. I think is a fine scene. It's acted well. It's written well. But there's something that doesn't connect with me on it, and I don't. I can't you don't explain get it. To say I killed the king and then become the king. If you're a dirty fucking stupid Greyjoy that respect murder, you can. Because that's all the Greyjoys give a shit about. You take, you don't be given. So he's showing a sign of strength in this point and saying, I took what I wanted. I didn't wait for this to be given to me. I'm not a kid. I'm not a kid of, of Balon. I got ousted. I'm back here and I murdered your fucking king and I'm king. Give me some fucking shit. It should be cool to me, but it's not. I think it's written fine. I think it's acted all right. But again, like you're, I understand what you're saying, Joe, but to me... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're right. I just don't think the scene has doesn't connect with me in the way it should because maybe it's casting in this one. Maybe this is I don't feel this guy in this moment. And and but the thing is, is if what you said about the Greyjoy thing, the Ironborn thing is true, then the King's moot is stupid. But you're you also love the whole King's moot thing, which means then Greyjoy should die for killing Balon and not be a part of the King's move. Because he can't just take it. He has to be voted in through the fucking King's move. And if that's the case, then no, sorry. You don't just get to kill the fucking King and become King. Let's go to the chat. I don't think there's going to be a big Theon saves Yara moment. That girl is a goner. Her character's just not important enough. It's not your own style to make it for this long. Yeah, she's going to be fucking dead soon. P- Phil, please play my voicemail. Uh, beggars can't be. No, I'll play your voicemail at some point, David. Definitely. Uh, Jay says, I was thought of the line. We take what we want was misproven and Theon's sister couldn't take Theon. We want the winner. Winter is coming after seven seasons. Dead can never die. He was a <laughs> nanny for Jamie. What is dead may never die. Oh, we got Smokeahontas in the live chat too. Let's listen to uh, David's message since he asked so nicely. 
And uh, and thank you so much for our super chat donator too. We got us. Let me spin the wheel and uh, take a shot. Thank you so much to Heath Hinton and anybody else that I missed. Let's uh, Joe's gonna take a shot here and let's play David's voicemail. Here you go. Phil, Joe, it's the walking David. I just want to start off by saying, as every conversation with about Game of Thrones should start off. Uh, with, I hope Gilly dies within the first five minutes of the upcoming season. Having said that, um, I just want them for once, if they missed an opportunity to introduce a character, don't bother to introduce another character. I'm tired of these people kind of just trudging into scenes, just going like, hey, you know, I was, I was really important this whole time. You didn't know about me, but. I'm also a Zora Hot. Like, that shit is driving yep. me fucking nuts. Yep. It's like, did you know that the Hound has a younger brother? Bet you fucking did it! You know, I'm, I can't, uh, I can't stand it. So as far yep. as the Euron shit, uh, either have him sail inland or stay out at sea. Make up your mind. Don't waste a lot of time on him. He's not the most important character. Song of Ice and Fire. I didn't hear anything about salt in there. So, anyways, that's my take. What do you guys think? Bye. <laughs> Joe, what are your thoughts to Walking David's comment? I think good good call, Walking David. Right on. Yeah. Right motherfucking on. I think it becomes even more imperative when you have this lack of episodes and lack of seasons, lack of time left. If we had 10 episodes, 10 episodes last year, this past season or season seven and 10 episodes season, season eight, and that's what closed it out, then we have, no, ti- then we, we have time, was, then we have time to explore these kind of things. What was that, Joe? What we needed was 16 season one, 16 season two, 16 in season three. Yeah. Season was 10 bullshit. Yeah. What the fuck. Yeah. Season that book 10 hours. Really? Come on. Any of those books? In fairness, they. In fairness, I don't want to rewrite history. Season one was a very good representation of of the first book. They could have explored, but there was still a few things missing that that are important to the future. Yeah, ve- fair, fair. Especially some of the vision, some of the stuff, uh, the tr- the the traveling of distances, the the journey yeah. up north with the king, some of the stuff with uh, John Aaron early could be could have been done fleshed out. There's there is some stuff that that could have been done more. But for that kind of transition, it was pretty cool. But I agree, each season should have been, I'm 16 episodes or something. I, I can't argue with that. Give me more, give me more, give me more. But we are dealing with the reality of what we got left. And with, with what we have left, David is absolutely right. It's tough when you keep introducing new characters. I don't want new characters introduced next season. Please don't tell me there's new new actors being hired for next season. Uh, yes, Stannis should have been in season one. Absolutely, Stannis should have been in season one. Heath Hinton, isn't Euron more of a plot device now that he's going to get the Golden Company? Yep, he is. But uh, Dario could have betrayed Danny and gotten the Golden Company too, and Cersei could have had some spies over there that Kyburn knew that Danny fucked over Dario and it was able to have uh, Cersei pay off Dario to betray her and uh, send the ships with the Golden Company over because I think that's going to bring Dario over anyway. So you didn't really need Euron. You could have just used Dario to electric boogaloo. Yep. But whatever. And great to see everyone in the live chat. Uh, Walking David says, boom, Joe and I are soulmates. And, oh, we've got another voicemail. Let's see. I think... This might have been cut off a little bit, but let's see. 
Oh, no. Here we go. Hi. This is Jasmine. Do you think John will accept taking the throne once he finds out? Okay, about uh, once John finds out about his true parentage, do do I think he's going to take the throne? No, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to take the throne. I, and uh, I don't think he's going to. I I, I don't think he's going. It's going to try not to change him too much. I think he's still going to yield that to Daenerys. Ultimately, he's going to say she's my queen. I don't think it's going to really go to his head. Joe, uh, just to c touch a little bit on something more interesting, what do you think John's reaction is going to be when Bran and or Sam tell him his true parentage? Um, I think he's going to go and be like, ha, fuck you, Catelyn. <laughs> His first, th his first thought will be, uh, will be fuck, uh, will be fuck Catelyn. See, I wasn't, I ne never cheated on, cheated on you. You treated me like shit. Fuck. You. Let's face the facts about John and Daenerys. A love that's kind of gross. I agree. I think the Golden Company will turn on Cersei at King's Landing, back Daddy, and will help Daddy win the Seven Kingdoms. Says Heath Hinton. And let's go over here. Let's go back to the two screen. And we also have one text message to get to. And then we'll get to playing some more Euron quotes. This is from Preston who says, oh, I can't, I can't access the live chat right now. What the hell's up? Refresh them shits, Preston. I don't know what's going on. Preston says, hey, Phil, motherfucking chat. Today at the thrift store, I saw a pop figure of Princess Buttercup. And I thought if went to the costume party dressed as Princess Buttercup, and most people would probably <laughs> mistake you for Cersei Lannister. Inconceivable. 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 John will say, oh, fuck, what did I do? He'll say, he'll have Jamie there at that point to lean on for advice. John's will, reluctance will make him a great king until she dies, says Wonderful Bug. Peter Griffin says, John will say, I say, I know. Get your mind out of the gutter, Bran. And uh, dogs say, Danny's better, greater than all. And uh, <laughs> I left a voicemail. I can read it. I have it. And that was from Jasmine Walking Dead. Thank you so much for that voicemail, Joe. Or thank you, Joe, for that voicemail. <laughs> and then he'll turn and puke and be like, oh, Jesus, I just fucked my aunt. Okay, enough Danny. Hey, we'll save this for the uh, for, for the uh, for the Danny podcast. Let's just get back to you're on. <sighs> you weren't here. Aren't we done? What else do we have left to talk about? Gallivanting around the world, having a grand. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I mean, there is some element of that that's true, which is why I wasn't necessarily looking forward to do, like looking forward to doing this podcast because there's only so much we can say here. It's. I mean, we could go over every scene, and essentially, it's going to boil here. down to the same thing. Uh, shitty dialogue with poorly menacing I don't you know I black eyeliner you know <laughs> and then oh look he got a haircut still has shitty eyeliner on like John's gonna say she didn't feel like my aunt gallivanting in fairness Joe again this is why I want to do this because I want to judge this again I don't find this bad dialogue this part 
Oh no, uh, of course not, Phil. And I, I don't know whether or not you don't find it bad dialogue because you didn't find Negan to have bad dialogue. Oh, shut up! Don't insult! Whoa, whoa. Or if you don't find it to be bad dialogue because you just want to, like, torture me. <laughs> okay, like, I'm not sure which is the case here. No, I, I, but I know you find it to be bad dialogue. I'm not going to seduce her. No, I'm, I'm going to mute you here for that one. You can say all you want, Joe, but. I never liked I Negan. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you like his dialogue. Eat a dick. No, I don't. Fuck you. Wrong show. Different argument. Don't. Don't you. Don't fucking. Don't fucking take. Take the anger and passive aggressive hate that you have for me for making you watch The Walking Dead and do reviews of it and bring it into this conversation, Joe. That I'm making you, that I'm bringing you off the bench here because of because uh, of your lack of interest in Westworld to to get on to get on in here to talk about your on Greyjoy. You're like you asshole. You you asked me to do a podcast. Okay, Cheers was awesome, but now you're asking me to talk about your on fucking Greyjoy. What a oh. dick. God, why don't you ask me to talk? Why don't we do a breakdown of Negan next next week or two weeks? Oh, uh, no, thank you. Oh my fuck. Walking David would love to do that one with you. <laughs> I know he's a, he's in tag. Walking David's tagging in on that one. Okay, so the Greyjoy storyline was ruined when Theon and Yara went to Slaver's Bay. Euron became fucking useless. Right. So let's go over to so that's the King's Moot. Say what you want about it. At the end here, we get this very funny moment where it's like, We shall have no king. Where he has this Norman Batesy-like moment. Here's Johnny. Oh, no. That's not Norman Bates. Mother? Psycho killer Norman Bates. And he goes looking for them. Okay, so ultimately, then Euron, after this point, builds the quickest fleet he gets uh like bob the builder on his side and they really go to cr go to Maybe town on not good at and here we are is another chips and red you're on gray joy has decided and one thing i didn't want to i wanted to mention in that last scene at the end of the king's moot when he starts giving his plan about what he's going to do he's going to go see the dragon queen with his big dick and yeah. uh and that, my big dick everyone is, see pure beautiful dialogue joe i'm, I'm telling you that that's that's the best dialogue ever and and uh he never actually ever does that. Someone said that in the live chat, and it's very true. We got Nancy in the live chat, too. You guys are so awesome for joining us this Sunday night to talk about this live, or to talk about uh, your on Greyjoy. But it's so awesome to have you guys here, even no matter what we're talking about. Uh, come what play. are we talking about here? Well, I don't know what we're talking about, Joe. We're talking about Cersei Lannister and Jamie dealing with Euron. And Okay. Is it okay? Their own uncle. Is it okay to like Euron because of the way he makes other characters act? Two scenes that we're going to listen to coming up here. This scene, or this whole sec section with him capturing the Sand Snakes and bringing them back to Cersei. And him talking to them and being fucking crude and rude. I like how Jamie acts it makes me like jamie even more because of how much disrespect he has for the Greyjoys and almost feeling what we all feel this this sense of uh fuck these pe these Greyjoys fucking suck and the uh Tyrion and jamie share a very fun look in the dragon pit about this too so let's listen to the beautiful musings of your own Greyjoy. 
Ships and ran. <laughs> Sailed them right across the world and gave them to the Dragon Queen so she could bring her armies here to attack you. It's nothing compared to the treason you suffered at the hands of a family member, from what I hear. But still, it bothers me. Murdering them would make me feel a lot better. And since it appears that all our treasonous family members are fighting for the same side, I thought we rightful monarchs could murder- Okay, we've avoided the question because I didn't want to talk all about this. <laughs> Joe, is it about the casting? Could another actor have pulled this off better? And I always say this act, if Ragnar Lothbrook was reading these lines, if Travis Fimmel was your on Greyjoy, would it work better for you? No. No. It's so, is it more dialogue for you than acting performance and more just character? No, this scene, this scene isn't really bad dialogue. Um, it's more... It's a combination of things that we've already said that somebody even said in the chat that you said that, you know, you're and and I it's it all feels forced. It all feels like we need a plot moving device. Here it is. Like there's no there's no depth to the character, there's no history to the character. The character is extremely two dimensional. Look. I'm here to be menacing and and dirty mouth funny. Ta-da. Yeah. And like that's exactly how every time he's on screen, that's what I feel. And I don't want to keep coming back to that. It all comes down to the fact that it feels like the last couple and I don't even want to get down to Dan and Dave's writing style since they've taken over these back shows, but it feels like especially since these last couple of seasons feel like everything's in a hurry. Like every like they're rushing it along. It's at the end of a end of an awesome party when you can tell the hosts want you to leave. It's like the party's still fun. Like things are still happening. We can still have a lot of fun at this party. But they're like, okay, could you leave? Could you get out of your house? Don't throw a party if you don't want the party to to go to the logical end. Don't be an asshole and kick people out right. at ten thirty. You don't kick people out of a party. You let you let people leave on their own unless you say on the invitation, everybody out by ten. Right, but no, there they, on the invitation it said we're gonna ha we're gonna party till this till this we're gonna party till this story is told properly, and that's and that's why we're that's why we're throwing this party because we want to tell the best st story possible and have the best party ever. So we're gonna have the best party ever. Uh, Ten thirty rolls around, the party is the best party ever, and they're and they start going. You guys gotta leave. Could you, could yeah, you get everybody a, out? Everyone get out of the house. Come on, come on, come on. The party, you know, you know, we're, the party was gonna go to two. Now, now the party's just gonna go till till uh, till eleven thirty. Fine, we'll give you eleven thirty. We'll give you eleven thirty. What fucking assholes? King McKay in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see King McKay. Jasmine left a, and I like your voicemail. Thank you, everyone that left voicemails tonight. And thank you to all of our Super Chat donators that have helped Joe and I get a little buzzed so far. It's a party in the live chat, and we're talking about uh, talking about your own great joy to start Game of Thrones. We were already at the Dragon Pit there? That's the Dragon Pit? No, this is, uh, this is, this is, um... When he first room. when he first comes to the throne room before he attacks the ship, okay. Um, so the, he's only in two scenes in season six. The scene that he shows up on the bridge and he plays a little bit of uh, sh you know, sh shaky, shaky, shaky with the bridge and throws uh and throws Balon over, and then the king's moot scene, and then 
and then this. And I, I might not have every single scene, but I think this is most of them. This is where he gives the mountain the big fucking crazy look. You're the not a rightful monarch, though, are you? The Greyjoys rebelled against the throne for the right to be monarchs, but as I recall, you were soundly defeated. Come to mention it. Weren't you the one who started that rebellion by sailing to Casterly Rock and burning the Lannister fleet? There it is. You certainly caught us there. Very smart move on your part. Of course, we all made it to the Iron Islands anyway. I was there. I remember very well. I saw you. I heard so much talk. The best in the world, no one can stop him. I didn't believe it, to be honest. But I must say, when you rushed through with the breach and started cutting people down. It was beautiful. It was glorious. Like a dance. The people I was cutting down were your own kin. Place was getting crowded. See, okay, I see again. I kind of like that shit. Watching it back in a like about away from it all, it's it's relatively entertaining. It's interesting. You get a little bit more backstory of of the Great Joy Rebellion, and I, I don't hate this. And this this section right here is probably my favorite Euron that we've gotten so far, Joe. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. I truly did. I enjoyed killing great. I've broke yeah. Armageddon Brewery is sponsoring this com this podcast right now. I am uh, the potato. I'm in danger. Whoa, Phil! It's not it's not the size that counts, man. Hey, I'm compensating. Compensating. Cammy said I left your uh, cheers. Oh, great to see. Oh, Cardinal Mario. So much exposition in that scene with Jamie and Euron. It's like D and D think we're stupid. They have to dumb down everything. Says Mario. Yep. Joe, is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. Exactly. Oh my fuck. Okay. Exactly right. It's it's I'm the man with nothing to lose. Oh, don't tell me that, dude. So then he leaves and he he says he's going to bring her a gift. And then we have our fight 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 fight. And he kills the sand snakes. And I know I know I'm trying you think I'm trying to create things that are good to talk about. He didn't have to talk in this scene. He pulled off the action well. This was a well-shot scene. We've never really seen a ship-to-ship -ship battle like this on Game of Thrones before. Yeah. And I thought it was done really well, the way that the scene sort of connected into it. We With the exception of, like, I know exactly what ship they're on. Right, like how did the they fuck, how the fuck did they find him? Armada. Yeah, how the fuck did he find them so fucking easily? He had a, he's, he was tracking them apparently and uh, used, used echolocation to find them. He, right? he was harnessing the power of the dolphin and using echolocation to find because them. Because that's the kind of ship you only get one, maybe two rams with in like a big battle like that. It's not like you can get up enough speed to do it over and over again. So you better pick the right fucking ship to go have, to go catch a queen or kill a, <laughs> kill a fucking whatever, you know? But like, as Cardinal Doomsday says in the live motherfucking chat, I'm all for killing a sand snake, and he kills two of the sand snakes in a really awesome graphic fight way. And uh, and I dug it. I dug it. Joe, do you need to run to the bathroom? You look like you're about to uh, to run to the bathroom for a second. Uh, if, if, if you need to, feel free to run off if you need to. Euron has mad magical powers. King McKay says Euron was a pleasant surprise in season seven because 
his introduction in season six was very poor, says King McKay. Steph Snow says, my question is if book urine is more mixed up with magic and the horn, why would D&D totally skip over this and said it has no part in the final ending of the show? Which I think right. the show is just focusing prime on the John and Daenerys and the Lannisters and the main house section of all of this. And I think they decided to skip all of anything that opens up the whole world, in my opinion. And I think they, they're kind of breaking it down to the most simple conclusion. So I think everything that's going to play endgame in A Song of Ice and Fire doesn't necessarily have to be the same case in the show. I think the show's ending is going to be just like like the comic book version of it in a sense you know like when you see a movie and they make a comic book version of the godfather and you can see like the panels and you switch oh okay right there right there and i'm only thinking about the godfather because of the final scene in one of in luke cage uh that is an homage to the uh, to the go- one of the final scenes is the is an homage to one of the final scenes in godfather which i thought was really well done so really cool have you guys already mentioned you're on built a thousand ships so quickly? We didn't dwell on that because we dwelled on that so much on the recaps. But yes, when Theon and Yara uh, leave him on on Pike, they take all the ships and somehow he builds a fleet of a thousand ships in a- on a, from an island that has no trees. Yeah, <laughs> on an island that has no trees. <laughs> quickly. He's got the Tasmanian devil comes up. We got Kaylana. Urine is a funny in an asshole sort of way. And I guess that's what I'm saying too. Into itself, I find the dialogue is not better or worse than some of the dialogue that Varys and Tyrion have sometimes. But I think the performances of those characters, because you've had so much build up with them, you care about them so they can get away with saying stuff like that. And I, and I'm invested in it with Euron, a lot of it feels just throwaway because I don't give a shit enough about the character. It's why are you making these fucking jokes on my show, dude? I don't give a shit about you, but, but I think if they had introduced the character better and, and made him made made us care about him more i would have been a little personally a little bit more forgiving of some of those things so he goes on the ship he he kills some sand snakes and he's an unstoppable force even though he's getting stabbed and the sand snakes don't have poison then he then he goes to theon he captures yara and he he's gonna kill her i got a little theod i'm gonna kill her Come to me. I have her. Come and get her. Yeah. And Theon, we'll talk more about this in the Theon podcast, but Theon has a little bit of a break right here in a quick stretch back to Reekdom and can't deal with it anymore and freaks out. So after that, we get... You're on coming back to King's Landing. And I know I kind of like this whole thing too. He comes back I and bring you presents. Compared to the chains, Gendry running and everyone else, Euron was a blessing. <laughs> this is the life. Look at them. Cheering for Greyjoy. I have to be honest. This is making me hard. Doesn't it feel like we should laugh, Joe? No. 
<laughs> Steph Snow Joe looks not amused. Steph Snow with the super chat donation. Phil, did you like his ship crash the stair scene? Oh, when he crashed into the ship and it and it goes into the other ship and then the 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 uh the boarding thing comes down and he jumps on the other side. I thought that was a good action scene. I, I never am against crazy <laughs> over-the-top action scenes on shows when you depict that kind of stuff. I find them fun. And I think on a show like Game of Thrones, if it can create an intensity and a feeling like it's a cross between ma dark magic, crazy action shit happening all at the same time, I think it's effective. And I thought that was done pretty damn well. Uh, and I thought that was a good action scene, one of the better action scenes of that that season spin the wheel my name is reek i need to take a leak reekdom is brill brilliant I, thank you yeah but he did he reverted back into reekdom a little bit and uh, everyone drink oh <laughs> sorry joe everybody pick up your drink joe you can drink coffee if you want everybody drink mm-mm-mm <sighs> Euron's entrance into that ship battle scene was the most heavy metal thing I've ever seen in the world. Yeah, it should have. Some Pantera should have played as he flew down there. Phil loved that car chase scene of Negan and Rick, of course. I love that stuff. Snow. What's Cammy say? The small folk of the Simpsons mobs. We need them. I love this episode. His lines. Uh, does she like it up the butt? Yeah, we're about to get to that. Does she like a finger in the bum? Did you see little Theon's face right before he jumped overboard? Oh, no! What a twat. <laughs> yeah, he built Killmonger. He built the ship with his friend Kazoo. The, the great Kazoo said, Listen, dum-dum. Do you need me to build a thousand ships, dum-dum? <laughs> So he, my queen. Here we go. Please accept this gift on behalf of all of your loyal subjects in the Iron Islands. <laughs> I give you what no other man could give. Justice. Justice for your murdered daughter. Justice, Joe. Equal and justice. You've proven yourself the greatest captain on the 14 seas and a true friend to the crown. <laughs> Yo ho ho in a bottle so of rum. Yo ho ho. It's your vagina. Oh, vagina. <laughs> touch me. Touch me. Yo. My name is Euron, I want my dick to take out all the world of the seven kingdoms. My dick is so big, it's Euron's dick. It's silence. <laughs> silence from my dick. Silence from my dick, it's a prick dick wick. I'm Euron and I got a big dick dick. Does she like a finger in the bum bum dick? I like a finger in the bum bum dick. Oh yes, it's Euron's dick. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's put the cup full of marshmallows. 
What is that? What's that a cup full of? The cup full of marshmallows. Speak as brothers. Advice? Here we go. Sorry, I want to hear this. Should I get gentle or rough? You know, it doesn't always have to be gentle and it doesn't always have to be rough, dude. Why is it going to be one or the other, you fuck fuck? <laughs> Misty says that bad rap is gonna haunt me in my sleep. It was purposely bad. <laughs> Please stop. That reminds me of Jay and Silent Bob. Stop, Phil. We love you. Stop it. I agree, Jesus. Uh, Misty, it needs to stop. No, I'm gonna say it. Agree. Everybody says it needs to stop. Never do that again, Phil. Bur in fact, burn this. Burn this video. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so we only got a couple more scenes, Joe. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, uh, uh, I'm putting Joe back to sleep after his nap with all these scenes. This is this is another funny one because that's all that's all he does. This is, uh, I guess, more tactically funny. And if you look at this, let's look at this a little bit more from the angle of what's really happening here. Cersei and him probably concocted this, and he said, "I'm just gonna act like an asshole and then eventually leave." So he got to. He, he breaks up the conversation here. Or I don't even know if this is part of the plan with Cersei or if he just does this on his own and the only part of the plan with Cersei is to leave. I, I mean, that's actually an interesting question. Is Cersei in on the on the first part of this where he just goes like this? Where he, where he interrupts Tyrion? Probably. We are all facing a unique... Theon! <laughs> Shut up! I have your sister. If you don't submit to me here now... I'll kill her. And you will call me daddy. <laughs> the best part of that whole scene is Tyrion and Jamie look back at each other with looks like on Joe's face right now. <laughs> Where it just goes, what in the flying fuck do we, are we having to deal with this Greyjoy bullshit? I think we ought to begin with larger concerns. Then why are you talking? You're the smallest uh. concern here. <laughs> oh, you got a giggle. Remember when we discussed dwarf jokes? This wasn't even good. He explained it at the end, never explained it, always ruins it. I don't even let your kind live in the Iron Islands, you know. We kill you at birth. And act the mercy for the parents. Perhaps you ought to sit down. Why? Sit down or leave. Oh, don't let the mountain get up. Ma, we wait till your dad, the mountain, gets here. He'll <laughs> shut the fuck up, and everyone just everyone just stops except for the hound that, that goes, "Nah, I'm gonna kick his fucking stupid ass." I love all the axes just chilling behind Joe. Hey, Cersei also made Jamie have sex next to their dead son. Oh my bad, I didn't have sex next to Joffrey and Tommen. And Joe, painfully, the last Euron Greyjoy scene that we have. Is after we see the I didn't after we see the 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 dead man charge at Cersei, Euron does an acting job apparently, and th I guess this is the one thing to one thing to think about when it comes to whether he will betray Cersei or not. Is what he says here? Is it any of this true? Believe it until I saw them. I saw them all. Come on. How many? Hundred thousand at least. <laughs> Cause I this is my favorite moment of him through the whole entire series. And it's a shame that it's a ruse. Because <laughs> it would have been cool if this was the end of the Greyjoys. This should have been the end of Euron right here. 
Yep. Can they swim? Can they swim? No. Good. Fuck you. I'm out. I'm they taking the iron feet back to the iron What are you talking about? I've been around the world. I've seen everything, things you couldn't imagine, and this. This is the only thing I've ever seen that terrifies me. <laughs> See you later. Bye. I'm going back to my island. You should go back to yours. When winter's over, we'll be the only ones left alive. And he gets the fuck out of here. And obviously, this isn't a real thing. He did that on purpose from Cersei to get a head start to go get the Golden Company to bring them over. Right, but there's no ships out there scouting the water to go see a fucking an armada goes west or east. My, oh, my, look at those five boats going the other way. But my question, and this is what Jasmine says, is he at all serious there with what he's saying? That he's never, he's been, I, that that's the only thing that's ever scared him, Joe. Do you think he's actually scared by what he just saw? And that there's a chance that he could just say, fuck Cersei, I am going to my island and skipping all this crap? No, he's not scared of what he saw. He's turned on by it in some sense, right? Uh, at least a little. Cardinal says, come on, Phil, I know you'd rather talk about uh, Deep Space Nine. Whoa, let's, is, are we turning this into the Garrick podcast? You know, Garrick would be a very interesting character in Game of Thrones. The whole storyline is bullshit, says Curtis, and I would agree with that as well. I don't think he'll really come back for her ass after seeing that. Uh, Cersei had better music entrance, but Danny had to fly in that dragon in their wrestling entrances to, the, to Raw that evening in the dragon pit. How did she know it was going to play out that way? I don't think she knew exactly it was going to play out that way. That's one of those things that I'm s somewhat curious about, but it's okay to no. not know that information. H how Cersei planned this? Like, what were the... No, no, no. Already set it up. It was already set up, so it didn't have to be the... Um, it didn't have to be the dead guy, the, the white, right? Cersei, he was already starting to insult Tyrion. He was already starting to make himself a nuisance in the in the... the in the pit there if you don't sit down you can leave right so he throws a few more insults and she kicks him out and he goes fuck you bitch and leaves <laughs> you know what i mean like so it was like it didn't have to play out that way maybe he just felt this feels a little bit less forced than the other way yeah and to just to end things out here let's play it we got a message from uh, from hannibal but uh I'm not ready to quite be done here, but I think we've exhausted the Euron Greyjoy talk. If anyone has any specific questions or comments about Euron that we didn't hit, please, you can throw them in the live chat. But what we're Just gonna... how big is Euron's cock? Do you think he's compensating? Do you think he... It, big oh, that ship was definitely compensating for something they have built. <laughs> that big battering ram come on yeah yeah his big axe that he's swinging around but i think we're going to open up the conversation to a little bit of any game of thrones q a's or any other random show type q a's here at the end so uh we're, we'll be on for a little while longer before we call it a show but if anyone has any questions or comments in the live chat or wants to leave a voicemail about anything else please ask away and we'll go through this for <sighs> a little bit and, and like killing everybody with those sorry laura <laughs> what do you get you killing what, you... half our audience to sleep by all my yawning phil <laughs> joe you know your yawning is contagious is everyone yawning too i know joe 
And that's why Joe I said, hasn't thrown any out yet. That's why I was. Uh, I said before the show, I go, "Oh, Joe's Joe's very tired. He's he has to go to that." I I thought it was right before a nap, and it's actually right after a nap, which which makes yeah, it, it's actually a worse. Burned nap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got all, all my pink. We all know. Look at my look at my pink. We all know Joe's bored by all of our company. Kyburn has a stiffy under his potato sack. I feel like when we try to figure out the reasons why certain characters behave certain ways, we're actually putting more thought into it than Game of Thrones uh, D&D did. Oh, Joe, I didn't answer your question. I, I didn't answer your question what that little uh, jar of whatever is. It's when people make a super chat donation. It's a, it's a tip jar, and it drops little coins in the, coins in the bucket there. And, they look like marshmallows. And uh, so let's spin the wheel one more time for Steph Snow. Phil, how does the Euron story end in Season 8? I would say Euron's story ultimately ends with, if I'm guessing the way things are leading up to, and I know everyone doesn't agree with this, but I think it ends with him and Theon in some sort of conflict and that Theon kills him. Phil, I'm watching your old star, the all the old Star Trek at the moment. What's the best series in your opinion of all the Star Treks? Uh, my favorite for the whole entire series would be Deep Space Nine, but for episodes... Next Generation might have the best single episodes, even though I think as a whole, Deep Space Nine is better. And I'm, say I'm saying this as a Deep Space Nine fan, like I would say it, but I'm trying to say it unbiasedly. I don't think Next Generation has the best continuing yeah, stories or a lot of conflicts, but individual episodes like Inner Light, uh, Yesterday's Enterprise, so many. I could just name like a bi billion episodes that are great. That's because one was episodic and one was, uh, and one was serial. Right. And and I tend to like serial program serial uh serial better so get me the captain crunch so I, I like deep space nine a little bit better that that being said my favorite episode of all star trek is in deep space nine and a couple of my favorites are so i'm not saying against the episodes but i would say all in all uh that error is great i really love the original series too but the the <laughs> the technology is what gets me a little bit with it. Deep Space Nine would be better if it wasn't stolen from uh, J. Oh, Michael. Shut the fuck up, Babylon! You, 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 Babylon Five people. Yeah, they stole the script. It got sent to Paramount, and they decided to make a fit. Yeah, they they copied it all. It's it's all stolen. Whatever. Fuck. Still. J. Michael's got two of my favorite TV shows of all time right now: Babylon Five and Sense Eight. And oh, we did Sense Eight too. Is uh, also the Babylon Five. Yeah, is the guy that wrote Babylon 5 is one of the uh, head guys over at Sensei. Cardinal says, it's only, it's nearly midnight on Eastern Standard Time. No wonder Joe looks tired. Joe actually is just waking up from probably like a three or four hour nap. I was at the beach today. That's what's got me in it. I spent a little bit too much time in the sun. So I got a little bit of a sunburn. My nap wasn't really a nap. It was just a, a, a sauna filled room with a <laughs> shitty fan pointed at me as I tossed and turned itching from this goddamn little bit of a sunburn i got <laughs> trisha says you gotta you get, don't you don't have to push me to get on deep space nine talk and uh and king mckay the first two seasons are slow very slow and there it's a lot of build-up that's gonna be be better later on i'd say seasons <laughs> four through six are prime amazingness and seven's really good too and three's really good too season one and two Especially season, they are slower, so uh, so be prepared. I think uh, he'll definitely do something to Euron, David, saving Yara, but I'm not, but I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, Theon cuts off Euron's, you know what? And Kyburn Franken sizes him, and then he goes on the whole fucking rampage. 
Let's listen to Hannibal's message here. Hey, I just wanted to, uh, this is Hannibal. I just wanted to know your guys' opinion. Uh, I thought Viserion was the most pussy of all the dragons. But now he's a undead dragon or whatever. He's got blue flame. What, what do you think is more powerful? The, um, like Drogon and Rhaegal, like Fire Flame or Viserion's you know, popsicle flame, <laughs> blue flame. The popsicle flame, Joe. Just, uh, what, Joe, what do you think? You guys' opinion. Joe, pops popsicle power or original original brand, original recipe. I don't know, man. Dragon's a fucking dragon. I don't want to be in either one of those. Okay, I wonder, and this this uh, a lot of people have unpacked this a lot deeper than than I'm going to right now. But I wonder if on some level they just made it that way just to give it a different color or a different look so that, that when the dragons are fighting each other, you can get that big trouble in Little China clash of the two, uh, the, the good guy and bad guy clash of the two sides going zzz or something like that. Uh, I would say that Drogon's the most powerful of the three still. And his flame, his flame runs the hottest. If I if I if I was to guess, do you do you have do you have any other opinion on this, Joe? No. Joe doesn't have any mm. more opinions on popsicle power. Curtis, I think the bigger the dragon, the more powerful the dragon. Uh, Curtis says Bran wargs Drogon and enters Euron repeatedly. Joe looks sick of this topic right now. This is OTDA. Cardinal Doom say, uh, watching Joe is the best part of this stream. I'm dying over here watching Joe die over here. Oh, Joe is dying. Oh my god. Ow. <laughs> Joe's slowly dying on the live stream. <laughs> oh, and we got we got another voicemail. And also, everyone, if anyone wants to get any any voicemails, we're gonna start to wrap things up. It's eleven fifty four. Yeah, we'll start to uh, wrap things up right at midnight and we'll let Joe go before he passes out on the stream and uh, let's listen to <coughs> one a few more voicemails if we get them 781-990-8509 also text if you want to let them in this is from area code 845 hey guys it's uh, Bernie the Burnt so um, hey Bernie d fucking hired Nikolai Costa-Waldo's nanny slash manny to play the motherfucking crow's eye you're in great joy I mean like, what did they do? Catch him at craft services eating a sandwich? And go, yes, this is our guy. I mean, it's like fucking insulting. Wait, wait, anyway, wait, wait. Sorry, nannies. Peace. What did I just hear? Euron, Euron, the guy that plays Euron was Nikolai's nanny, like nanny Nikolai or Nick, nanny's Nikolai's kids. No, I'm, I'm, if we're taking Birdie the, Birdie the Burnt for a face value of the comment, which I'm going to because I want it to be true, she's saying that. That it was the, it was uh, Jamie uh, the actor that plays uh, Nikolai's uh, n- nanny is Manny that was uh, that was cast to play this character. I'm gonna go with it. I'm, I'm going with this. What the uh, fuck? Wait. So so <laughs> when Nikolai was just a little boy, Euron was raising. No him? no 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 no. The, his uh his <laughs> no Nikolai's no. kids. Nikolai's kids, Manny. Is that true? Euron hasn't been in anything. This is his first job. Are we getting rickrolled here? Are we uh, like either? Are we, are, we, are we getting rickrolled? Either either way, we're gonna we're never gonna give it up. We're never we're never giving this one up. We're taking it as fact. Confirmed. 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 <laughs> it's true. Bernie the Burns says no. It's true. It's true. 
Cardinal says, I'm I'm as confused as Joe. Uh, Kingdom K says, Drogon killed Viserys with melted gold. That uh, Then Danny says, fire cannot kill a dragon. So I think Viserion will die to dragon fire from Drogo. Very interesting, King McKay. I like that. Bernie, Bernie's, uh, we're going to go with it. We're, we're, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking Bernie the Burnt as empirical evidence of this truth. Bernie, you got to call in once a show with one of these facts. Yeah, one of these fun facts. And, yeah. And you, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll, we, we'll, and then we get to decide if it's a true fact or not. You don't have to make it a true fact, but you got to give us one every show about every character that we do. There we go. <laughs> Every week, Bernie the Burnt comes to us and offers us a fact about a character on Game of Thrones. You, Joe Dirtylocks, need to decide if it's true on this week's episode of Bernie. Well, yeah. This week's episode of Bernie Burns You. Did you know that Peter Dinklage was actually six feet tall when he was 12 years old? You know, shit like that. You know? <laughs> True or not? <laughs> this week, this week, Bernie tries to stump Joe with another fun fact about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Thank you, Broke, and thank you to everyone that tuned in. We're going to start to wrap things up here in a second. <laughs> it's Gossip Girl, yeah. Hey, girls, it's Gossip Girl here. Joe's on the podcast, yawning away, but Bernie the Burns thinking about how to spike his tea with a little bit of shade. <laughs> sick Burns, sick Burns from Bernie the Burns. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God, this is going to be fun. Okay, so... <laughs> We'll be back next week with more, and you can just do that with any subject. Doesn't necessarily have to be Game of Thrones, but we're gonna be, we're gonna go with that. Peter Dinklage should be the next Batman. So <laughs> confirmed, confirmed. Peter 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 Dinklage is Batman this week on Birdie's Bird. Song, you're supposed to play song. Come on, you, you don't play right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Joe. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining oh. me tonight, Joe. Uh, I, there's not much else we can say about Euron Greyjoy. If anyone has any last-minute questions, we'll take it. Poor Joe, let him sleep. Can you imagine Euron, uh, Euron telling your kids a bedtime story? Listen, little Theon. I've got my great big cock. <laughs> We really do appreciate you guys. We know streams like this, especially when we're talking about something like you're on Greyjoy. There's not much great we can say about it. Hopefully we made you guys smile a couple of times. And if you haven't already, please leave your comments about this episode. If you're listening to the audio cast, definitely make sure you leave some iTunes reviews and all that fun stuff. You can find out if you're watching the YouTube video, all the ways to help us in the description box below, all the ways to find us and touch us properly. Ooh, touch us. It was great. It was great. But, and everyone also that celebrates such things have happy fireworks and blowing shit up. And, uh, one, of, uh, one of the fireworks. Uh, the third? Excuse me. The third? Are you serious? Why? The fireworks are the third. They're always the third. The, the, but that's a Tuesday night. Yeah. Why wouldn't they do it on the fourth on the actual day? Well, they do. Well, it depends the town. 
I, the, I mean, we can talk about this off the air, Joe, but I don't know, we, we can end the stream having this discussion. That you've grew up in the same town area that I have, that I have in every year since we no, were fucking kids. They year, do it on no. the third. They dude, You're so full of fucking shit. The guys, you get to you get to see Joe and I's real relationship here. Dude, you're so full of shit on this one. No. It's always on the third. When we used to go to Nick's house for that party, that was always on the third, not the fourth. The fourth is... Other towns do it on the fourth, but the uh, our little area always does it on the third. Oh fucker! I gotta work that night. You're a fucking dumbass. No, I have to work. On I, I I I was supposed to have it off. Yeah, whatever. And they fuck. I was, and I even put in for it off. And they were like, "Okay, you can have the." F-. I was like, "I need the third and the fourth off." You know, I work overnight, so if I work the third, I gotta sleep all through the fucking fourth. And if I work the fourth, then I can't do anything on the fourth. <laughs> So, yeah, they made me work the third. That sucks. I have to work the fifth, so I can't really do anything in the, in the fourth. Anyways, Jess says, Phil, it would be awesome if you joined Smoke. I would, lo- I would love to join Smokescreen anytime. He's fucking lots of, lots of good vibes to smoke. Steph Snow says, uh, oh, thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Mo- thank you. And thank you to everyone that's jumped in the live chat. Oh, yeah. Happy fourth to Steph. Happy fourth to everyone. Laura says, my town had fireworks tonight. You guys are Jay and Silent Bob. Bill and Ted, Wayne and Garth. We'll take it up. I'm up with your, <laughs> you dudes. Yes, your logic sucks there, Phil. My logic always sucks. Bye, everybody. Don't forget to hit that like. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Coming up. Coming up next week, Joe has a bowel movement on this week's episode of Shit from the Can. Shit from the the Can is brought to you by Shit Buddies. Shit Buddies. Don't have to worry. Get your shit buddy. Everybody, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the like button. Please hit the... Please subscribe button. Please share it with a friend. Please play. Have fun. I'll be back sooner than later. And Joe will be back as well. And we'll be back with more. Whoa. More. Bernie's Bernie's gonna burn you with some fun facts. And our next character about Game of Thrones will be Brienne of Tarth, I believe, and yeah. uh, which will be yes, a lot more fun. Right there. Yeah, Joe will also have Joe on that one, and that'll be a lot more fun to talk about for everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about whether you're whether you're Tormund and Jay and uh, Brienne person, or you want, uh, or you're or you're right about it, and you want her to end up with Jamie from that standpoint. Well, we'll get we'll talk more about that. Uh, that would be his only redemption, Phil. If what if he if he actually shows her the love that she if deserves, he makes her the princess she should be, and he's going to Joe. We'll get we'll have more of this next time when we talk when we talk some Brienne Tarth. We'll be back sooner rather than later. I don't know. I got to find out which. I should have listened to you when you said your work schedule, Joe. So because maybe we can get in here sooner rather than later. But we'll talk. And also, I've got a, a request video coming up for Jasmine talking about Bates Motel season one. Oh, oh. And Joe and I have to talk about Luke Cage at some point too. Might be a little bit, but maybe I'll come out and during the Bates Motel one do half of that half of my quick thoughts on Luke Cage as well yep LeBron James is a Laker now do you hear that Joe <laughs> yep thank you oh Nancy T lots of love to Nancy T Joe Laura wants to hear you talking a Boston accent dude can you fucking do it it's all like fucking isn't it dude it fucking fucking A dude I, fuck, I can't dude. fucking do it I, I'm fucking I'm hitting awesome the, what a wicked party walking David I'm gonna hit the fucking sack right now motherfucker 
but she deserves to be a princess cardinal. <laughs>